Okay, we have no so time. Zach, we got no time. What? We got to get straight into this. There's too I much to talk, talk about. To you about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I I have played Dungeons and Dragons. We play Dungeons and Dragons together. It's true. And a while ago, I was the dungeon master, and you were a player. As we went through the campaign, Curse of Strahd. Right. And this was the I want to say fourth or fifth iteration in Dungeons and Dragons of an adventure uh, based on the original Ravenloft module, where you go to a spooky castle where there's a vampire. Right. And you brought up Ravenloft in your notes, and then I thought a bunch about Ravenloft. Because I have... I'm a weird nerd about the specific castle of Ravenloft. <laughs> I've looked at all these books, and it's interesting to me. It's it's very similar to the Legend of Zelda series, in that they keep on wanting to tell basically the same story. Mm -hmm. You go to this castle and you kill a vampire. They keep... They want to do new things each time. And so the story changes. And it's very similar to uh, Legend of Zelda in that there is supposedly continuity, you know? Um, Strahd, Count Strahd, the vampire in Ravenloft, he did this at this point, and so he's in this state at this point, and the people around him are like this, and then this person has a kid, and then so on and so forth. But um, the... Uh, I'm sorry, D&D &D fans, the designers don't care about the timeline. It's exactly like Legend of Zelda. Yeah, They I, just yeah. want to do the next cool thing, and they kind of scramble half-heartedly to make a timeline sort of work out. But the reason you're always dissatisfied is because the designers don't care. Yeah, not in the same way that somebody cataloging the stuff from a fan perspective does. Exactly, exactly. They're, they're about creating a finished thing that is a very good experience to play through. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. very much the same as Zelda, where, yeah, it's each game... They maybe want to draw on certain things from other games or certain connections. They well, this game's connected to this game, but we're not really thinking of it as a whole because we're just more concerned about making a fun thing to play. But the thing they never change is Castle Ravenloft. They keep the same floor plan with very minor variations over and over and over again. And so for the hardcore ancient Dungeons and Dragons player, each return to Castle Ravenloft is a return to a building that you know intimately, okay? Mm. And I think that's very it's 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 hard to say how that compares to Zelda because Zelda, just like with <laughs> the timeline, the layout of Hyrule is not a priority for the designers. No, no. They don't care if it's the same every time. They don't want it to be the same every time. They don't care if you can figure out that this Death Mountain is the same Death Mountain from another game. They they want to change things up as much as they can. But for whatever reason, the Dungeons & Dragons people have no desire to change the layout of Castle Ravenloft. It's like this building is either just entrenched or it's incredibly well designed somehow. That's the trick, is that it's actually incredibly well designed uh, piece of architecture. I'm not sure. It no. Could, I mean, obviously, it, it could easily be the case that it's just people don't like change. And so they use the same floor plan because someone already put a lot of work into it. But I think that, well, do you agree that uh, Castle Ravenloft is a good dungeon? Yes. Uh, it is, I, I was talking to Ryan a little bit before we started recording about how trying to discern information online about a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon is a fool's errand. Uh, it's very you, difficult you to You cannot Google. just search Google Dungeons and, you can't Google search Dungeons and Dragons dungeon. Uh, so I got really like, not, I, I got a really introspective last night about 
playing a lot of different Dungeons and Dragons adventures and stuff, and um, I, I, I there's a lot of very good adventures out there, but as far as like discrete dungeons, like that I've played, not a lot hold up to, you know, Strahd's Castle. It is a very like intricately designed place that feels like a like a real place that you can go around in it has discrete different areas with different like purposes behind each area um and then is still filled with a lot of the characteristic dungeons and dragons i was gonna say trappings but i really mean traps <laughs> but also trappings the, the only thing to compare it to as far as like a dungeon that is famous for like its layout would be the Tomb of Horrors, which right. sucks and is terrible. Which is bad. Yeah. And not what we're... Yeah. I, I kind of ran through those, some of those ones. You ha- you kind of have a lot of the... The 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 quote-unquote, like, mega dungeons and the, the murder dungeons that I don't really have much of a purpose other than to exist to mm-hmm. challenge a certain kind of player. And that's not what... Ravenloft has those aspects, but it... At, that incorporates those into something that is much more. Yes. Um, and that all this was running through my head last night and then talking to Ryan about it after I spent five hours playing through uh, all of Hyrule Castle and Breath of the Wild. Uh, Which is the game that this podcast is about. Because, boy, I, I remembered Hyrule Castle being good, but there is so much more than I remembered going on here. It's amazing. It's very good. It's so good. It's all, it almost, I mean, oh. So it's kind of the only dungeon in the game is where I landed. Yeah, yeah. Like after having done two Divine Beasts and done a million shrines and been around and like explored and had a very good time, like digging into this centralized location with like discrete underground areas and top ground areas and all those trappings we were talking about like i was blown away i forgot how good this was like i knew in my head it was good but like i was still blown away it's um i think i referred to this earlier on the podcast in a different episode that i long suspected that hyrule castle was bigger on the inside in a sense that um like when you cross the water to the kind of island thing that Hyrule Castle is on the game played some sort of like portal trick on you and it just fit way more geometry into that zone than would actually fit on the world map I don't think that's true I think it I don't does. think that's true, but I definitely, definitely believe that for a long time. It certainly has a loading zone because it feels like it. The game acknowledges that it's so intricate that it has to kind of load them separately. Mm-hmm. Because when you cross in the threshold going in, and I believe the threshold going out, if you walk across that threshold, it does like hit a loading point where it like. Well, and the first time you come in, there's that cutscene, and there's a cutscene. Yeah, they try and disguise it as much as they can, but I'm pretty sure that yeah, it's the game loads it entirely separately yeah. as opposed to the rest. It also, uh, something I forgot to put in my notes, I'm 99% per- certain you just cannot have a blood moon while you're here because it kept trying to do a blood moon. <laughs> it would hit towards midnight and the red sun would be coming out and then it would just turn back into a white moon. <laughs> or the red moon would come out and turn it back into a white moon when it hit midnight. The other thing is, um, uh, because there's a different map, it feels like you have left the normal map. That's yes. probably contributed to my feeling that it was a separate yep. zone. Yeah, it's definitely doing that, but I'm pretty sure that all that geometry does fit okay. into that area. So I did that. I spent a significant chunk of time uh, thoroughly exploring Hyrule Castle, which is something I have not done before. I have been here before in my previous playthrough, and ran through like a coward uh <laughs> and did like the bare minimum uh and this time i was like nope i gotta do it i gotta conquer it i'm all juiced up i've got half the shrines done i've got the master sword like let's go let's let's make an attempt at this and well it's good let's say um you've done half the game basically sure 
you, uh, this is the final dungeon. Yes. And you could, if you wanted, walk in there and beat the game right now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. there is no obstruction to walking into the final boss chamber. Uh, and there's no you... obstructions at all in the Zelda sense. There are no keys or locked doors or anything yeah. like that. Not, yeah. not in the conventional Zelda way. You were right. going to say something. Sorry. Um, well, just the fact that you, um, like, you're not only uh, able to walk into the ending, but you probably could beat the game with not too much trouble at this point, right? Yeah, I would have to, you know, the 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 crux of it is is that I would have to, whatever, whichever the Divine Beast blights you haven't fought, you fight here. Mm-hmm. And then you go on to the final bosses, and yeah, I would not have much trouble at this point. The final boss spoilers for twenty six episodes from now, but <laughs> the the final boss fight is not that difficult. Yes, I. What am I trying to say by belaboring this point? Hyrule Castle is, um, Hyrule Castle and the End Game are designed such that you don't need to do the rest, like everything else in the game before you go to them. They kind of lead you to approach Hyrule Castle and explore it at least a little bit before you go there to end the game. They, yeah, there, there are quests that They are... really like that idea of you going in there, exploring a little bit, coming back out. Yes. And going, you know, uh, kind of working your way up to defeating the final boss, which is also... Uh, I don't know how relevant this is, but that's how they designed Castle Ravenloft in the fifth edition adventure curse. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. That is all. I was also thinking about that. Yes. (laughs) They, they want the player to, or party to go to this uh, climactic location and like fool around a little bit without finishing it, which is such a hard thing to get players to do. I think that was just our group, but no, I, I mean, that's how I was with Hyrule Castle. I, I guess you're. I guess you're right. They players think of, well, that's the that's the big castle. I can't go there until I've beaten all the levels in front of it. But the game does present you with incentives to go there. Um, yeah, it presents they you try with pretty a, hard. There are a couple side quests, uh, and then more uh, prescient than the side quests is there's a memory here. And that's why mm, that's the only those memories. And that's a big deal because that's giving you actual voiced cutscenes, which are the big treat in this game because that's not something Zelda's done before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, as a player, you have all those things, and you're like, "Oh, that's got to be Hyrule Castle. I'm gonna have to go in there." And so, that's the only reason I went here. My yeah, having those screenshots of the memories—that's yep. a really important point. Yeah, so that is a thing that will bring you to Hyrule Castle before as well, um, and it's totally worth going through because it's it's so good. Oh my god. There's so much to talk about. Um, there's kind of there's a... There's a lot of guardians. Oh yeah, so there's a lot of guardians of the flying type. Guardians that are like ruined of the regular type. And then these new like turret guardians. Uh, the entire outside is coated with all of these different guardians. Uh, the inside, the interior portions are... Uh, littered with just all sorts of different enemies that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of are left with the choice of like going above ground or below ground, and it's like, do I want to fight a bunch of really arm- heavily armed moblins, or do I want to fight a bunch of guardians? And you kind of can take your pick of your path through here. There is, and it's yeah, go ahead. it's never clear, at least to me, when I was going through it the first time. I had a lot of trouble figuring out if this or that path is going to get me any closer to where I want to go. Right. Uh, it is a difficult... Pe- the, the entire, like, island that the castle is on is a really difficult piece of geometry to comprehend because it is very mm-hmm. visually busy. Yeah, um, the map is almost useless, especially the inside. Uh, I had better luck with it this time. The first couple, the first time I played it, like, it was like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. This is a, <laughs> what, what happened? Why am I in Metroid Prime all of a sudden? <laughs> like, that level of, like, 
rotating a map around and Mm -hmm. but this time like i was able to process it a little bit better and i had been through some of it before so it was like okay i kind of see what's going on i definitely noticed a suggested sort of path um that is uh kind of dictated by your path being impeded by malice and then having Mm -hmm. to get around that malice and then clear it from behind and you're talking, I think, about a path that basically goes above ground through those watchtowers, right? Well, some of it does, and then it cuts in. It cut, has to cut interior parts. Okay. Uh, it kind of we it actually weaves in and out pretty well. Um, Interesting. I wonder it, if we're talking about the same thing. Like it, this is assuming, and and this is just assuming you start from the main bridge. Right, because right. the first time I went here, I didn't start from the main bridge. I came across water and snuck in one of the little side entrances. Yeah, me too. Because uh, there's all sorts of little side entrances. And there's well, no... and who, who's stupid enough to walk up right to the front door? Uh, me. That's I did that where, this how time. They're expecting you. I did that this time because I was prepared and ready to fight. Oh, I was too scared. <laughs> uh, the main gate you open with magnesis. And then you can kind of... There is like a main path that leads up to the top of it, but... Like I said, it's blocked with malice, so you have to cut in and out mm. several times to kind of clear through there. Uh, boy. Um, even though, okay, like the first underground entrance I ran into, it immediately employs the opening a gate with cryonis trick. Yeah. Which is like extremely just, hey, do you remember this thing you did? Because you're, <laughs> like, it's like a review. <laughs> right, right. Um, the the castle has not a lot of those like puzzly elements. I would disagree. There's a lot more than you think. I guess that uh, is. <laughs> there's 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 quite a bit, um, and it's all oh, it's all so good. Um, there's that. There's like bombable alcoves, which are like the only bombable like man made structures in the game. That sounds right, because everything else is a bombable pile of rocks. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's some bombable areas and shrines, but they're very noticeable. This is, like, straight up, like, you're in a dungeon, and part of the dungeon wall is slightly, like, Mm -hmm. you know, looks a little rough in a way. uh, In a very traditional Zelda way. Yeah, yeah. And, like, those alcoves have treats, or those alcoves have monsters. There's a lot of, like... Hey, I'm gonna open this thing up. Oh, there was a monster behind it. Why is that yeah. monster? What's that monster doing back there? That doesn't make any like logical sense, but it makes like dungeon sense. Yeah, it's a Dungeons and Dragons thing. It's extremely a Dungeons and Dragons thing. You you might be finding a treat, or you might be finding more problems. And also, like Dungeons and Dragons, or like unlike a Zelda dungeon. You're not finding the key that you yes. need to get further. You're not finding the magic item that otherwise the the whole dungeon is impassable without the feather that lets you jump over blocks yeah. or holes. You're finding better swords. You're finding money. You're finding stuff to cook with. Yeah, it's specifically... You're finding treasure. Hyrule Castle in this game is a major departure from traditional zelda dungeons even beyond what the uh divine beasts are yeah yeah uh there is no like actual gating it's all just here are the elements as here use what you've learned to get through it um it's remarkable i mean we, we're talking a lot we're talking a lot about D this time and i think it arrives at a place similarly just by like accident that it gets to this place i think it's more just the reason it takes on this different form is that with the game being obviously with the game being as open as it is you cannot you can't count on people to have done everything in the same order and arrive with the same loadout or same skill set yeah and so they had to come up with a way to make a challenging and fun dungeon with those constraints and they ended up uh you know either accidentally or being influenced through things we've talked about or maybe things we don't even know about right like there's who knows what kind of influences they had to come up with what they came, what they ended up getting to but what they landed on was so good it's yes. so next level compared to everything else in the zelda series <laughs> and i like the rest of the zelda series there's a lot of dungeons in those other games that i like but mm-hmm. boy this thing is just on its own absolutely okay uh let's 
fly through some of these other areas. There's a guard's chamber with a bunch of cool royal guard armor. Um, oh, one of the, so one of the side quests I did was to find a DLC set of armor that is like the royal guard armor that was previously only in a cutscene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I found all that. Spoilers. Okay. It's cute. I, I like that outfit. I really wish it were more useful because it, Link just looks so smart wearing that stuff. Oh, my, my outfit for this whole thing, I put on uh, the circlet that gives me extra damage to guardians, the like chest piece from the Hyrule Knight, and then mm-hmm. the pants from the Phantom Armor, which also increase damage. So I was like looking pretty suave cool going into this uh so i there's a there's a ton of chests there are an obscene number of chests and goodies everywhere here i found i think underneath a staircase there was like you had to light something on fire to catch the hey wait there's something hidden under here there's a lot of so many good little alcoves and stuff uh but i found a piece of dragon material what kind I found some scales, and I found, like, the beak? Or tooth? I think they they have teeth. I don't think they have Maybe there's a tooth or something like that. Um, From each of the dragons, uh, which was a huge find. I was like, this is just lying here? Um, Well, it's the castle. They have all the best stuff in the castle. They have all the best stuff in the castle. Uh, Also, in the guard's chamber, there's a gate that only opens from the inside. You have to put something on a switch so you had to like find an object in the environment to put on it like there's not even like a specific block or anything which is mm. excellent mm-hmm. um let's see then i went up top again uh there are two gatehouses yes uh, like on the surface route leading up to the top of the castle and uh, I was wondering as I'm walking into it, I'm like, isn't there supposed to be a Lionel in this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out it is a trap, and as soon as you walk into this gatehouse, both sides of the gatehouse gates shut, and a Lionel appears, uh, and you have to fight this Lionel in pretty close quarters, uh, as one of the weird malice eyeball mouths shoots <laughs> floating skulls at you, which was what made it much worse. Yes. Um, these feel kind of out of place to me as like such straightforward traditional Zelda room where you need to kill the thing to leave. I, I, I get why they're here. I like why they're here. I think it's mm. good. I think it's, it's good to put them in this way. Little, mon- little monster rooms. That? Um, I just like fighting Lionel. No, that's not what it is. Um, because I don't like finding Lionels. I don't like being harassed by those skulls all the time. And so I would escape from these rooms. I would climb up the wall and out of the window. I think that you have to be putting in like mini bosses into something like this. And there are some mini bosses underground. But if you're doing this, it's good as a trap, right? Mm-hmm. There's lots of traps around here. It's also just good as pacing for if you're just taking that main road up. Like, to have to deal with this. And again, you can circumvent everything we're talking about. Yes. And I think that I was doing a very weird route where I was trying to avoid... (laughs) I guess I was trying to avoid everything I saw as, like, the intended obstacle and creating new obstacles for myself in each of those decisions. Sure. So when you talk about having to go inside to get to the other side of a piece of malice to destroy it, I was trying to find a way over the malice so yeah. that I could destroy it without having to go inside. And you can do it. There's all sorts of different ways up. You can yeah. there there are ample opportunities to go off the again, very loosely suggested path. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I played it, I'm pretty sure I just went straight up to the top. Or she went yeah. straight up to where the the um the memory was. I think I oh, ran sure. into the library and got scared and then left the uh, Hyrule Castle <laughs> entirely. Uh, I went down. Let's see. There's. I should probably. Well, we we'll talk about him in the order I ran him into him. But there's uh, an area called the West Passage, um, which is kind of a mined out section of 
Hyrule Castle. There are all these mine carts and places where people have been digging for gems right underneath the castle. I don't know if they were digging for gems is the thing. I got that impression. What do you think they were digging for? I think they were digging for ancient artifacts. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I know that there is text in the game about how they dug up one of the guidance stones. Hmm under the castle this uh, is where we reuse what we learned about minecarts at death mountain <laughs> yeah that's a fun thing i kind of almost wish it was used a little bit more um actually yeah i, w- I kind of wish those minecarts got put to a little more use maybe they'll do that in the second game they'll they'll go to hog wild with that hmm uh, mining they... in metroid prime 4 yeah i can see it oh no uh there's a hot springs on this side. Which, uh, yes. Which has a really cute Korok where you have to put eggs into the hot springs to turn them into boiled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are a hundred thousand Koroks here as well. I'm not even going to yeah. get into all of them. There are so many. It is messed up. Can I say how many cute Koroks you find in the scariest dungeon? It is in the scariest dungeon. They're all over the place. They don't care. They are not on top of Death Mountain. Okay. We gotta talk about the lockup. Oh, yes. So, this is a place I had never seen before. That's hilarious. Uh, and I don't know... What? How... I'm trying to think... I'm thinking... I'm talking slowly to think through this sentence. Like, how could I possibly miss this before? This area is, like, one of the best areas in Hyrule Castle. Yes. It's like a dungeon within a dungeon. Sort of, yeah. It's it's it, way more extensive than you would think. But yeah, no, it's it's the castle prison. Um, and there are a bunch of like you have to bomb through some walls to see some stuff. You have to shoot malice eyes through bent bars to destroy them, which flips like switches that are all this over. This really place. is supposed to be like the sewers from. Uh, Link to the Past, isn't it? I can see that. I'm. I feel like. Yeah. That was the text. They've had. Yeah, they've had that, and Twilight Princess touches on that too, where they mm. have like a, a a jail cell underneath the castle, and so it's yeah, it's definitely in that vein. Definitely, definitely in that vein. Um. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's a bunch of enemies. Some are locked up again like weirdly yeah there is there is places where you have to like weigh the options of um if i open this door i can get further but there's a big mean scary guy on the other side i ran into an electric uh what do you call lizzlefo oh yeah i don't remember the game even having those uh that kind of blew my mind a little bit uh yeah, just just a fantastic area, and it has the other thing that I did know was here, but I never saw before, which is behind a rocked-up wall, mm. there is a little boss fight arena with a Stalnox. Yeah. And it, looking at it, it kind of looks like maybe this was like an actual Hinox that they kept locked up here? Well, the, there's like a sign with text, right? Yeah, it's like, if prove yourself to the royal guard by defeating this beast and like so does that imply that they just had a hinox like chained up at all times to fight to train against it could be because there's like chains on the wall are they big chains yeah that matches with uh hinox being big like that's kind of messed up but like that's dire in a way that zelda will occasionally touch on even though i don't know if it recognizes that yeah that like the good knights of hyrule were keeping somebody as a slave to fight yeah but the nature yeah the nature of anyways um so you can fight the stalnox um it's just a stalnox i was i don't think i had successfully fought a stalnox at this point i think i had seen them and avoided them so this was kind of scary sensible sensible (laughs) And it very conspicuously drops a chest when it 
dies in a way that like the game usually does not yeah yeah uh and inside of this chest is the hylian shield hmm well i'm gonna lean back for a minute and let my friend talk about the hylian shield for a while (laughs) the hylian shield is the famous shield of ocarina of time it is has become like the de facto recurring shield in the series uh to my chagrin i was i gave ryan a little preview of this but um yeah it's it's just kind of the shield that you have in ocarina of time it resurfaces in twilight princess is just the shield you can get in twilight one of the shields you can get twilight princess um skyward sword and onward decides to turn the hylian shield into like the apex of all shields it's like it's the greatest shield that's ever existed it's invincible which in the context of skyward sword makes sense because shields have durability in that game uh like oh my gosh it's amazing and then like um link between worlds does the same thing where instead of upgrading your shield to like the mirror shield which is a much cooler shield you get a hylian shield in that game and i'm a little bitter about how maybe it's like an really dumb old head like hang up i have where i'm like this is it's like the young pretender shield what are you talking about it's not even like a traditional like shield shape whatever where i'm like eh, i don't i don't think the hylian shield deserves its reputation also it's not even it's not even invincible in this game so who cares i i i'm not sure if i agree with you exactly um, I feel like the Hylian shield as presented in Ocarina of Time was not a magic object. Right. It, it was, was just, just a shield. Mass produced in a sense. Yeah. Um, whereas the mirror shield is an artifact. Yeah. It is not replaceable. And, I agree. Okay. So, yeah, I think that. It would be better if the, because like, do I understand you correctly? The complaint is that the Hylian shield has become the shield version of the master sword. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I'm like, and that's just. No, it's, I, I think it's much cooler as just the kind of utilitarian shield that is around. Yep. It doesn't have to have the mythic significance that the master sword does. It can be like a good one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, but it has become this mythical artifact in a way that I'm just like, no, why, why are we selling ourselves so short here? We could be doing so much better with the mirror shield, or like any number of like other shields, probably right. Like you can do other stuff with it. So, but the mirror shield is so much cooler. But they're never gonna bring the mirror shield back. We're never gonna get it back, Ryan. What? We're never gonna no, get the mirror what? shield back. They're never gonna do it. What? Okay, now I'm upset. Prove me wrong, Nintendo. Bring back the mirror shield. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the mirror, sh- the Hylian shield in this game is like the strongest shield in the game, though. But it is not invincible. Uh, mm. uh, I put it on my wall in my house. <laughs> I've never been clear on how you can get another Hylian shield. Can you defeat this Dalmax again? I think this shield respawns when you lose your first shield okay i think that's correct but yeah i knew this was here i just never did this before uh sure. but now i did and now i've got a island shield that's on my wall um gosh okay we're still only barely scratching the surface uh oh no do... we've been talking for more than half an hour yeah we gotta keep going we gotta keep going uh <laughs> zelda's study and room zelda has this little out sitting tower that kind of comes off of the main castle structure uh that, that she's so lucky the the creating a champion book implies that this was kind of just a disused tower that she took over no way yeah let's be real if a castle has this one weird little tower hanging out on the side it's not going to be disused everybody's going to want the cool separate tower yeah but maybe it's really far away from the bathroom it might be let's see so yeah her like actual like bedroom is here and then her little laboratory or study is also is like Mm -hmm. connected by a bridge 
Yeah. Uh, and that's where one of the memories so is at that I ignored, obviously. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Um, boy, what else is there to say about? I don't really know the what else to say. Oh, her diary. Flowers her diary. are growing in her lab. Yeah, she's got the silent princess. Uh, but then her diary is here, which is a huge deal. Oh yes. Um, yeah. you kind of go through some of the beats of her story. Uh, it actually follows some of the events that happen in that you end up seeing in the memories. Uh, the biggest takeaway I had on it, because uh, we'll talk more, I guess we'll, when we hit those memories, we can talk about the actual like background plot that's happening here between her and yeah, the, the actual plot that between like her and the king about their kind of conflict. Because mm-hmm. um, I think when we see that, we'll have a better perspective to talk about it. Um, but the big takeaway I got from this was that she talks about, like, becoming friends with Link. Yeah. About how Link was appointed as her knight, and she's like, who's this weirdo quiet guy? Like, what's his deal? (laughs) Like, does he hate my guts? And then finally, like, it talks about how Link opens up to her in this very, like, way that can only happen off screen. Yeah, yeah. Because Link is a silent protagonist. And, like, she ends up getting some insight into Link about how he specifically chooses to be quiet because he knows there's, like, a huge destiny put upon him as being the hero. Mm. And he kind of chooses to deal with that just by being quiet because then people can kind of project whatever they want onto him. Wow. Uh, Which is so good. So deep. Uh, I mean, that, that... loops right back around to you know the original origins of the character right like just being somebody you can just imprint yourself upon yeah yeah um gosh it's cool and then he gets that interiority where he's like yeah i understand i'm kind of doing that deliberately because i at least this version of link is aware that he has a big destiny and is like well look i need to fulfill that and let people you know let people feel that so um she also mentions that he's a big glutton. Man loves to eat. Uh, which fits. Yeah, it's kind of like they watch someone play this game or watch, you know, have a it's someone who's never played video games before watch a few hours of someone playing Breath of the Wild and say, okay, what character traits does this guy have? <laughs> loves to eat. Yeah. Put it away. He, he doesn't talk. He climbs. He eats. He eats. Do you have anything else to say about Zelda's room or anything like that? Um, no. Uh, there's one room that wasn't really labeled on the map that I was doing notes off of that I remembered going through the creating a champion room uh, 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 book. And it's what the book calls the water pump room. I sent you a picture of it. Yeah, it's the very tall room with like a pillar of stone and like a lot of machinery and like looking at it you wouldn't really know what it is right right i'm just like this is just a tall room that you can go down into and there's a switch about halfway up that you can there's like a room with a switch about halfway up that you can hit which causes a gust of air Mm -hmm. making it easy to go back up and then it's only elucidated by reading the book that like oh no this was originally like a this is a disrepaired water pump for the castle which i can i guess i can see it yeah it's like whenever when something like that appears in the book after the fact i'm inclined to be skeptical and say well did the designer just make a room with a bunch of machinery and now someone who is lucky enough to get paid to write this book has to figure out an excuse for it I think given the way the room looks, I think that fits as like yeah. an intended use of this room. That seems like the thing that they would think about. They definitely thought a lot about the, you know, it's not necessarily a realistic like castle. I mean, definitely not realistic, but it's definitely, it feels like a place, but it may not actually map out to being a place so they much. think about the functions of locations. They try to, they have a library and a kitchen and the guards room and like barracks and this and that in a way that um, Zelda dungeons never, ever care about. Right. They Um, never treat a dungeon as 
even when it's supposedly a real place, they or maybe there's a Twilight Princess dungeon that I haven't played that I am excluding from my analysis. Um, but they even uh, <laughs> the best <laughs> example uh, in my experience anyway might be the Forest Temple. Which is supposed to be, like, you can tell that it's supposed to be a mansion of some sort, like a, a living area. But there are no concessions made to anyone actually living in this space. In yeah. Hyrule Castle and Breath of the Wild, they actually think about rooms with functions. Yeah, and they definitely, like, there's, so there's a room that's not in this game that I want to just briefly mention. Oh, yes. Uh, what is it called? It's the Grand Hall, the Great Hall. Uh, there is concept art of a great hall, which I look at the map I have like pulled up right now, and I can kind of see where it would fit in, kind of mm. in between a bunch of this stuff. Um, but it's kind of like supposed to be like the main one of the main areas of the castle that at this point, a hundred years in the future, it's just completely inaccessible. Um, when I eventually get to Age of Calamity, that exists. That room exists in. The version of Hyrule Castle in Age of Calamity, so I kind of definitively figure out where it's supposed to fit into this. I am excited. I am going to spend a lot of time going back and forth between the two games. <laughs> the other thing a second is, switch. Uh, because so much of the Hyrule Castle is destroyed, mm -hmm. um, that really lets them get away with being video gamey dungeon on top of being supposedly a real castle. Yeah. Because you can let that wreckage fill in all the blinks. Exactly. They can really spend the time on the stuff they want, and they're like, okay, well, there's probably a kitchen over here. Well, okay, just make that... Well, the The players can figure out that there's probably something off in this direction. Just yeah. cover that hot, that hallway in rubble, and we can just move on and not have to think about making that room. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. Let's... Uh, I wanted to just briefly talk about how there's kind of just a... Outside of the main area we're talking about, there's kind of cliffs all around the edge of it that are almost, they're really sparse in a way I didn't expect. Hmm. Um, I think there's like subtle implications that they might have been very forested at some point. Um, I can think of one place where there's a bunch of stumps. I think. There's like a burnt out forest in one spot too. Yeah. But like, there's a lot more empty space here than I expected. Um, although it's not empty because it's full of Koroks, but... <laughs> Uh, we well, you need that open area when your enemy is guardians with lasers. Oh, there's so many. Like, that's the experience of going here the first time and walking into like a clearing, and then you're lit up by three laser lights is mm -hmm. just terrifying. It's really good. Uh, you wind up getting very good at slowly picking them off one by one to clear yeah. it all out. Uh, there's an east passage, like the west passage. It has a cold spring that has, like, ice in it. I don't know that that's a thing, but that's definitely what it is. I don't remember this. Like, there's a spring on the, it's like, the opposite side of the, the castle, and it, it set up, like, clearly in parallel to the health restoring spring water, uh, hmm. but it instead is a cold pond that has a bunch of ice sticking out of it and if you melt the ice a Korok shows up fun weird uh at the end of the east passage there is a talus that you can fight oh yeah uh he's got some homies too in the bunch of the little pebblets oh yeah which i hadn't fought them in tandem yet which means i'm probably oh. not looking hard enough <laughs> Um, and if you beat him, you unlock a way into the library. Yes. Uh, which we got a lot to talk about the library. That's the last big one, I think, on the list here. <laughs> it's oh, ridiculous. It is such a good set piece. Um, it's visible from the outside completely. It's just a building built into the side of the island. Yeah. And, like, the skylights opened up into, like, open air... Like it's again. Well, the something... ceiling is crashed in. It's not really yeah, the... a skylight. Yeah, the, the, sorry, the ceiling crashed in. It's something like we talked about before in a regular, you know, prior to this Zelda game, Zelda game, you would just look up and be like, "Oh, that's a nice effect that it's like lights shining through." But no, in this game, you can just jump through there. Yeah. Oh. Which 
it doesn't occur to me often when I'm in this area, like trying to figure out where am I going next. It never occurs to me to climb up through the roof. Well, it's more could... the other direction, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's a big old dang library. There's um, books. There are so many books. There's a whole like description of how they like tried to semi-randomize the book so it didn't all just look like the same asset pasted mm-hmm. over 80 times. Uh, they're numbered uh, in, like, Hylian script. Okay, I missed this. Or they're numbered or alphabetized? I forget. That's a detail I read. Okay, I didn't, like, I to look through and, and look like... This. Yeah. Um, there are, like, big tables that you would, like, research on. There are, like, like reading reading podiums? I don't know what you would call that. With, like, books set up on those. That's a reading podium. Uh, That's there what are, those are called. There are two books of interest uh, in the main library part. Um, they are both cookbooks that detail recipes. <laughs> uh, we'll get to the... Uh, when we get to the end, I'll recount the quests that are going on here. Sure. Because they're really easy to go through really quick. But that's part of a quest. There are secret passages. There are three secret passages? Three secret I passages. I think so. One is the king's study. Uh, behind a metal bookcase, you can magnesis it to open up where it's like the king's little laboratory, that, that just like Zelda's. Yeah, yeah. And in his laboratory, he's got his own diary kind of talking about his perspective on events and is like the other half of that. Yeah. The story of the conflict between him and Zelda, which is it's good storytelling. And it's and it's very mirrored in a way that's very good. Uh, yeah, they had to. <laughs> it's a little thing, but like the writer gets to write out a calendar and say, here is an event where Zelda and her dad have a fight. And here is an event where Zelda and Link have this encounter. And then I get to write it from this perspective, and then I get to write it from that perspective. Yeah. And uh, it's very fun when you get to do that as a writer, and it's pretty fun to read as well. Yeah, it's good. It's subtle. Um, and also there's a bunch of cash in here because the king just kept mm. cash lying around, so that's good. Uh, there's a hidden room I didn't remember that I want to talk about for a second. What's this? Uh, this is just labeled hidden room on this map I'm looking at here, but there's <laughs> another passage that leads into a area where things are being dug out. Okay, I and think I remember this. It's just like an ancient wall texture that they're digging out. Oh yeah. Um am I correct in reading this positioning that is that just the inner sanctum that you fight the final boss in? Oh my gosh, I want it to be. I think that works out. Oh, that's so good. I think that's I shut th- up. It's got to be that, right? Like it's it's inward facing. It's right underneath the sanctum, and we'll talk about the sanctum when we get there. But beneath the sanctum is the final boss chamber, um, which is a dome with the like Sheikah technology. Yeah, walls. And, like, clearly at some point somebody went behind the bookcases and started digging and found, like, the outer wall of it. I'm that's... so mad. I love <laughs> this. <laughs> that's, that's how I, that's the only way I could take that. Like, that's gotta be what that is. Okay. Oh, it's good. Man. I need to see this right away. We okay. need to finish recording this. Okay, we gotta finish this up real quick. Um, then the other secret passageway goes down to the docks. Yeah, yeah. The docks are, uh, like, big, actually. Like, you could fit some big boats down here. Big boats uh, that do not exist in this game. <laughs> yes. And it's, like, it. they call it docks, but they don't talk about how this, like, receiving area for boats at the castle is in a crazy cave underneath the castle. Yes. It's really rad. Well, and the only way to get access to it from the castle itself is to go through a secret passage so it's very much like this like devious like secret thing that only receiving prisoners of war or like from the secret escaping or escaping the castle or something like who knows uh the the castle's only shrine is here it's sas kosa shrine Mm. there's a very simple there's there's just like a big uh brazier yes like a really conspicuous brazier that you've never seen before (laughs) That you just light and that summons the shrine. 
Yeah, uh, it almost it's a, feels like there was more of a puzzle here, and they cut it down for some reason. I, I'm okay with it. It's very subtle and good. Uh, it's a major test of strength. Mm. Um, I did two of those this time. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing to talk about really is the sanctum. I'm going to skip the other minor halls that we've already talked about. Zach is skipping discussion of the armory. He is skipping discussion of the dining hall. He is skipping discussion of the observation room. Oh, I do want to mention the observation room real quick. It's at the very, like, south end of Hyrule Castle, and the book kind of implies that, oh, this is where the king would stand to address his citizens. But, like, there's no way you would be able to hear the king from that far up. Okay. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, how does anyone hear the pope? Uh, they don't. He just comes out and blesses them. I guess. I don't know. I don't. I have no knowledge of. I don't know what the Pope does either, but he comes out on a balcony exactly like this one. Okay. Well, that's is this is this is where the king would come out and say hi to everybody. Make the sign of the Triforce over. His... Yeah. Is that what they do? Okay. I made it. I made it. I made the sign of the Triforce with my hands just now. Uh, the Sanctum is. Like the actual, I would call it the keep if it were anything resembling a keep. Yeah. But it is like the main building of Hyrule Castle. Um, I was, right before we started, I was pulling up pictures of Twilight Princess's Hyrule Castle, and it's kind of very similar to it in structure, hmm. where it's kind of a central spire uh, with a bunch of outward towers that are arranged in a very fancy Tons journey. of towers. Tons of towers, like like trellised out from the center. Uh, at the ground level is the final boss. Yes, you can just walk through that door at any time and fight the final boss of the new game. Yeah, I didn't do that this time. I'm not ready to beat the boss again. Like, we can't do that till we're done with everything else first. So, oh sure. Uh, the next level up, uh, is the champions something what is it called like the champion room the champion's chamber huh it's kind of just like the upper like the implication is the bottom floor is like the main like where you address the king it's a throne room the throne room yeah and there's like this dais above it that you can see down into there where like the king's like private like entourage would hang out it's very strange it's cool uh, I'm curious. I I need to look at some of those memories again and see if it comes into play in some of those cutscenes. Uh, in the present day, the weird sack that Zelda is trapped in while she's containing Calamity Ganon is like stuck on the ceiling of the throne room, and so yeah. you can see it from above in the room above. It's yeah. very, it's weird and creepy how you can, like, come up behind and on top of the final boss and watch it, like, gestate. Yeah, it's very unnerving. You can climb all the way up to, like, the upper reaches of the Sanctum. There's a bell up there that you cannot ring, but there's a yeah. Korok. I was really sad. I'm like, I want to ring the bell. I gotta play Odyssey again, I guess. <laughs> um... You can then climb all the way to the What did very you call that game? Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Oh, I thought you were talking about Wind Waker. Sorry. Does Wind Waker have bells? It has one big bell. Oh, at the top. Oh, that's a more applicable, applicable reference here. I forgot that there was even a bell in that game. Uh, the tower is up in, like, the. there's a huge network of balconies and passages from one tower to the next and all these ladders and it's all incredibly unnecessary because there's no nothing going on up here there's like a chest there's like a korok at the very very top of the very highest spire but it's it's just a bunch of architectural nonsense and symmetry for the sake of symmetry and it's really really fun uh the term greebly is what Mm. people in the like mech circles i lurk in like refer to like really overdrawn mecha stuff that can be really fun aesthetically but you look at and like this is just too much uh i would prescribe that greebly to uh this piece of architecture a palace it's supposed to be yeah it's it's supposed to be yeah it's supposed to be over overdone yeah 
um, you could go to the very, very, very tippy top, mm-hmm. and there's a Korok up there. And it's obviously. cold up there. It is cold. You start to be, take freezing damage if you're wearing dumb armor like I am. I tried to evaluate whether this was, like, the highest point, whether this is higher than Death Mountain or... I tried to do a bunch of math to figure out how high I was when I was up here. I don't think it's the highest point. I bet he. Well, was you taller. know what? Um, uh, what? He Rudania shoots its laser angled down toward the sanctum. So. Oh, there you go. Done. Piece of cake. Uh, that's it. I think we talked about everything in Hyrule Castle. Everything of, of of note. Obviously, there's a million little side places. There's a million little traps, and we're gonna come back. So we if will we be back. need to return to anything, we can return to anything in yeah twenty five or fifty or seventy five episodes. However, uh, twenty twenty six. I'm placing my bet on twenty six. Okay, get ready for episode forty nine, the end of the game. Uh, I left. I still played a little bit more after leaving here. Uh, I had a bunch of kind of miscellaneous quests. Uh, many of which were tied to what I did here. So I went mm. and turned in some quests that I could. I turned in the quest at the stable where the lady who was looking for a guy with the master sword because she wants to fall in love with him. Yes. Uh, you show up, she's very impressed, but she goes, oh, but you're not my type, sorry. Whoops. Uh, I went and turned in... Oh, there's a, there's a quest at a nearby stable um, that I always misunderstood where a lady wanted to see a piece of Royal Guard equipment... Yeah. I kept I took equipment to mean like armor that you wear but oh, actually yeah. she's talking about like the weapons and shields which uh-huh. this is the only place you I think this is the only place you can find the royal guard level I think like, so yeah weapons and shields which are extremely powerful so I'm I'm decked out in really good gear right now <laughs> It's like a greater flame blade forget it So I was able to show her that and get that quest There was a quest also there for the recipe person who wanted you to find a recipe in Hyrule Castle, I didn't realize this is one where we've talked about how Breath of the Wild kind of implements stuff as simply as possible. So it's not just a read this thing and keep track of what you've read. It's a, okay, you just need to go find a recipe, make that recipe, and give it to the guy. Ah, yeah. Uh, again, simple implementation as possible here. And I never realized that. I never understood what was going on with that. Um, so simple, Zach didn't understand it. Well, I was just looking for a more modern I take on that kind of a quest. Uh, I can't make any of the recipes, though. They're both recipes for cake, like a fruit cake and a monster cake. Uh, yeah. uh, but those recipes require Tabantha wheat, and I've not been to Tabantha yet. Well. And then the last quest... Uh, is now that I acquired a Dinral scale in this castle, I went back to uh, the Spring of Power and I unlocked Tutsuwa Nima Shrine. Okay. Uh, which is a ma- major test of strength as well. The two major tests of strength I did this time both had twists. Oh, okay. Where normally in the test of strength, there's like pillars that the Guardian will like launch itself into. Uh, in both of these ones, one of them had submerged metal pillars that you had to magnesis up. Okay. And the other was just completely coated in a like ankle deep water that you had to cryonis to create pillars. Ah, okay. Uh, I kind of wish they did more with that. That's a cool little way to differentiate those and make them interesting. Yeah. So you're not just kind of doing the same challenge over and over. So. Oh, I think that's it. I think that's our our. Our, our Hyrule Castle episode. Wow. Uh, it's just it's such a such a departure from what's come before, and such a they landed on something really special with this one. Yeah, it's very good, and I like it. I don't know that they could do multiple of these in one. No, game. I was I was thinking about that earlier. Like, if you tried to return to this. Uh, maybe as the final dungeon in something else. I, yeah, the next game could have something of this caliber. I mean, I guess it would, it would be Ganon's castle, right? Like, yeah. what, how, whatever that form that takes. Like, y- you could do another one like this, but if you made, in, instead of four Divine Beasts next time, if it was four of these, I think it would be exhausting. 
Yes. And uh. even if you, like, applied the same principle to a smaller thing, if you made, like, four mini castles, uh-huh. I don't think it would work out as well. Or you'd be making a different game. We're getting off. Be, Let's it, end the podcast. It would be different. It would be different. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I I don't even remember what I'm playing next time. I'm Breath gonna... of the Wild podcast is brought to you by Ryan and Zach. That's us. And the support of viewers like you. To learn more about this podcast, visit your local library. A little keyword podcast.